Thank you for listening to Prodigal Son Podcast, a podcast operated and sponsored by Prodigal Son Orthodox Catholic Church in the Oaklawn neighborhood of Dallas, Texas. Please join together with me as we start this podcast in a time of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever, and into the ages of ages. Amen. So we have a lot of things about human humans wanting to do what they wanted to do with things given to them by God, but righteous people doing what God told them to do with these things. We're often weak as human beings because we think we have the right answer, or we think we know we're right, and we, we're not willing to budge. I can tell you I am one of those people. I can tell you my partner's sometimes one of those people. We are not, when we think we are right, I'll be darned if you can make me budge off my point. And I think this is a conflict that is the hardest conflict of humans to go through. When two people who love each other very much think that they're both right, going through those uh, bumps in the road can be very painful. But in both of these stories, instead of it being a reaction of anger, it was more a reaction of fear. First with Isaiah, um, so there's a hundred loaves here and we have like thousands of people out there. Uh, we're kind of important, shouldn't we eat these? And then again, with the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus knew what he was going to do. And while Jesus is fully human and fully God, we're only human. We don't have his eyes. We don't have his knowledge. We can't see the way he sees, and we can't know that Jesus is just going to make everything better. So on our end, we're like, um, Jesus, five loaves and two fish, is, uh, you, can, you can cut it into microscopic pieces. This is not going to feed 5,000 people. I'm sorry. But the, the, the part that carries through from both stories is that both Isaiah and Jesus, being God, have the faith that if they do what they've been told to do with the things they're given by God the Father, that God will carry through. So that's a pretty easy theology to understand and, and a pretty easy thing for most of us to be like, yeah, duh, obviously when God gives you things you should distribute lovingly, wholeheartedly, knowing that God promises that he will take care of us and that no people will go hungry. But there's a second part of the theology behind the gospel reading that I think gets left out sometimes, and I think it is equally as important. In most translation of this gospel reading, it talks about go gather up so that we can make sure nothing is lost. And there's 12 baskets. Well, I remember that God, when the 12 tribes of Israel were dispersed, there was this fear amongst the Israelites of the 12 tribes being lost. 
when the disciples fled Jesus on the night of his betrayal, were not the disciples from those 12 tribes being scattered and lost to the birds? When we, as a Christian body, choose to denominationally divide ourselves and be scattered to the wind, are we not a part of that lost idea, that lost image? We, we can do everything that, that God tells us to do with the things we've been given, but if we don't go back after we've given and make sure that there isn't more that might be lost, are we, feeling, are we completing the circle? Because if I went and donated food to a shelter and then found out that they were giving 50% of the food donated to people in need, but taking the other 50% and saying, oh, we, we don't need this, there's too much, and throwing it away, it's, it's a lost opportunity of ministry. It's a lost cause. It's a lost basket. It's a lost piece of leftover fish and bread that could have been used to nourish the lost. Just like Jesus leaves the flock as the good shepherd to go get the one lost sheep, or Jesus left his Jewish culture of law and Old Testament decrees and Old Testament fundamental practices to heal a lost person on Sunday, or, well, the Sabbath. He broke the rules because he made it very clear in his ministry that we always need to go and seek the lost and bring them back home. There's a person who's been in my life for a very long time. And there was a dark place in my life where I was a part of the lost tribe. I couldn't find where I fit in. I couldn't find my tribe. I felt alone. And I felt like life had no purpose. And there was a night where as a stupid child, I made a stupid decision and I ran away from home. I was really lost then. Not only was I lost emotionally, not only was I lost spiritually, I was physically lost. And as if God slapped me in the face, I came out of this needing to run feeling in my heart and woke up and said, holy God, literally, what have I done? I am lost and I have no idea where I am, how I'm gonna get home whether I'm going to survive through this night. And this person was given the tools, some miraculous tool, because this was pre-Google Maps. This was pre-geolocating. This person was literally given a tool of miracle to miraculously locate exactly where I was and bring me home. But had they not been able to use the tools God had given them to help discover and gather up the lost, I might have not have lived through that week. But it's because someone who was being used as a tool of God chose to take the tools they were being given and go and gather the lost so that none would be wasted, was I found. Unfortunately, in our culture today, when you see a homeless person on the street or someone begging for money, 
let's be honest, I've done it, everyone's done it. We roll up the window and we lock the window. And maybe not everyone does it, but you've done it at some point in your life. What happens if you're not in a hurry to get where you're going, and instead of rolling up the window and pushing the lock button, you pull over somewhere safe where you can step away from your vehicle, and you approach that person to have a conversation with them. Now, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm not saying risk yourself. If you don't feel safe, you need to be in a safe situation. But I just think that like the lost tribes of Israel, like the lost tribes of the Christian body, there are lost sheep everywhere. And God is constantly putting those people in our lives. And our job is to go gather and check in and make sure that these lost people are not being wasted. I had a conversation with the same person telling them that I realized that a part of my problem was I had been lost since I had found the family I was living with. And so I never really was found until this family of this person chose to graciously accept me as one of their own. But how many people are blessed with that opportunity? I know that there is homeless youth on the streets because of who they are and their family choosing not to get not to use the tool of mercy and grace and compassion that God has given them to take care of them and instead throw them out on the streets to the wolves I know that there are people on the streets who went through a rough time maybe they let their addictions get the best of them and now they've seen the light and they want to change, but they feel hopeless because no one is there to guide them away from the edge and bring in all so that none may be lost. I thank God every day of my life that no matter how many arguments I get in with people who I love, or no matter how many things I do wrong, I have truly been taught through this, this group of people what unconditional love of Jesus Christ means. And that's not something everyone ever gets to experience. Some people go their whole lives without ever getting to understand what truly unconditional love means. So when you go to tread back into your scared place and you're going to react because you want to push someone away, take a breath and realize that maybe they're the disciple coming out with the basket to put you back in the basket and take you back to Jesus so that you, the lost, are not wasted. God gives each of us a blessing, a purpose, a reason to be on this earth. But Satan's job is to make us think we're lost. And sometimes if we give in to that idea that Satan has taught us, you're not worth it. God doesn't love you anymore. Look at what you did. You're not worth Jesus' love. God has left you alone, and that's why you're on the street. It only takes one person. It only takes one beacon of light that comes out from the darkness and says, I'm putting you in the basket. I'm taking you back to Jesus so that you will not be wasted for the plans he has in your life. So if there's people in your life right now that you haven't reached out to in a while, 
that you're concerned about because of things you might have seen them post on Facebook recently that just is out of character for them, or you haven't heard from them in several months and you're worried about them, that little voice inside, listen to it. Reach out to them. Check on them and make sure that they feel loved and that they know they're important. Because God has a purpose for every single person in this world, in this room, but we can't fulfill our purpose if we feel lost. So be the basket that takes the lost back to Jesus so that he can make sure that none are wasted. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you enjoyed and were blessed by what you heard, please come and see by joining us at our chapel inside of Oaklawn United Methodist Church for the Divine Liturgy of the Apostolic Churches starting at 3 p.m. You can also find out more about us and what we do by going to prodigalsonocc.org where you can look up service times, see pictures, read about us and our mission, and if you feel so called, make a donation. You can also find us by going to Facebook and searching Prodigal Son Orthodox Catholic Church and on Instagram at Prodigal Son OCC. Thank you for joining us at Prodigal Son Orthodox Catholic Church, an Orthodox community that unabashedly chooses to breathe with its Western and Eastern lung together in unison. May the Lord bless you and keep you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.